You've just been waiting for that. <laughs> I have. It lasts a long time, though. <laughs> you said two minutes. It's been five minutes. <laughs> I said a couple. A couple is two. That's what I tell my kids all the time. They don't listen either. They get it from me. <laughs> Hello, friend. Well, howdy <laughs> out there. Look at us. We're just on top of it today. <laughs> did you get your matcha? I did. Look. It's very, was very it green. Was it waiting on the counter? No, she brought it up to me. Oh, yeah. That tastes like grass. I've had it. It, you know what? I'm telling you, once you like get used to that flavor, mm-hmm. though, you really like it. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind it. At least it didn't taste like ass. Ass or grass. <laughs> okay, so um, this is so nice to have this window open because I can I can see outside. Yeah. From my creative studio. Yes. I can see my kids on the swing set and it's kind of cool it's so funny briarly has these she's got new headphones and she has discovered like a love for music wow she just loves and she'll have it on all the time what's she listening to well she's listening to she loves movie soundtracks like the star wars stuff and she's she really likes jaws so not kids and, um, No, you know the Descendants movies from Disney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She loves those. They're like poppy crap, but mm-hmm. hey, if she likes them. It's better than some other shit she could be listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Avery went through a kids bop phase before she decided she hated music altogether. <laughs> kids bop ruined it for everyone. <laughs> it drove the music a- right out of her. I went to a kids bop concert. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! Hey man, they had some catchy tunes. Like, uh, oh my favorite of theirs was Imagine Dragons um, Thunder. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it was so well, she, good. Actually, she really likes Imagine Dragons, and I'm sure she's listening to it right now. But I just looked outside. She's on the swing set with her headphones on, listening to music. That's cute. It's cute. And it's hard. It's hard as a parent to know, like, when you should unplug them. Yeah. You know, because I don't want them to live on screens. And I guess if she's listening to music, it's no different than us walking around with a Walkman. Yeah. She's like a little you. (laughs) Oh, yes. She's very much like me. And it's really scary. I can't get over anyway. how blue your eyes are, though. It's but, like. Well, that's because I'm not in a bing, cave today. <laughs> when we talk, it's usually because it, I'm usually in like hiding in the garage or the corner. of I don't know. Someplace dark. Like I have little shit rocks for eyes like you. Have like these... <laughs> <Shit rock. laughs> oh, there goes the table. <laughs> I'm going to have to just get a different setup. I could hear it. Well, I'm I'm paranoid because can you hear that? Does this yeah. come through? Yeah. Yeah. My what mic is, is it's clamped to my desk. Oh, 
Well, mine's so clamped I... to my thing too. <laughs> this is a completely different experience. Mm hmm. All right. So, what do we want to talk about? So, I know what I want to talk about. Uh oh. You wrote an essay this week. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. About, I knew this was coming. About why you like women better than men. No, I want oh, to talk yeah. about it for a few different reasons. I love this idea. Go ahead. And no, it's a great topic. And I think a lot of people can actually relate to it. I, as a woman, can mm -hmm. relate to it on the opposite, in the opposite direction. Like I, I've always related to men well, better. I but, know. But, and you've said that before. And I can't, I've always wanted to talk to you about this, but we never really have. Yes. Now I'm debating. I don't know if it would be fun to read through your essay you're you're Ooh. grimacing and maybe take turns reading it and comment or if we should just talk about the gist of it i like i like the gist idea i mean i don't need to be quoted <laughs> even though okay. i stand behind everything i said you know perhaps talking about it via this medium or a different it's a different way to explore it okay because i think about this all the time because us writers especially when you're talking about something so specific as you know an online publication you have a limited time frame right you got maybe four or five minutes to get your entire point across and that's not always easy so you kind of have to condense and filter and and edit out points that you may make if you were having a real conversation right you're trying to prevent misunderstandings and stuff like that so yeah all right let's talk so okay yeah so what prompted you to write it and why don't you kind of run down the the general gist of it so that our listeners know what we're talking okay. about okay so this I have a thing about what modern masculinity looks like. And I think it's in the same vein as modern feminism. I think that those two things are kind of coming together. I think they're more close now than they ever were before. I think gender roles themselves are more fluid and they're mm. more dynamic and more closely related than we ever really thought they were before. I could say this, too, because my wife and I have a lot of traditional gender roles reversed. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm the sentimental one. I'm the touchy-feely, emotional one. And she is very much the, the logical, um, efficient, practical one. Mm-hmm. So that itself was probably the start of this. And I think when, when we got married, it was a shock to me that things just didn't fall into a place like a traditional <laughs> male-female relationship Yeah, sometimes does. So that was the start of it. And then really, when I started reading more about 
what modern feminism actually is, it made me realize how many misogynistic friends I have, <laughs> you know, how many, how many people I run into are just still stuck on the old traditional male, female paradigm. You know, women are more emotional, men are more logical, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. So that's where a lot of that started. And I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit more in writing. I've written pieces in the past about, um, I guess, about masculinity and feminism and how I'm learning to see it differently. So that's where it started. You know, the when people um, say that someone is more feminine or more masculine and they attach those terms to whether it's a man or a woman, that kind of bothers me a little bit. I think that's what I'm getting at mm -hmm. because I have, you know, traditionally – feminine qualities, but I wouldn't say I'm effeminate. And I think those are, those are, they're misnomers. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's kind of uh, demeaning too, to say, oh, well, he, he's a bit feminine in his, well, you know, especially when they mean it that way. Yes. Yeah. And my, my, the men I'm typically, I mean, my husband was, I mean, very effeminate. Well, he ended up being gay, but that's beside the point. He was, you know, the, our gender roles were also, we should cut that part out. <laughs> that's like, that, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want. Um, no, it's just like, it's anti what we're trying to say. But traditionally the men you've been attracted to. Um, yeah, have also been, have, have had both sides you know, where they will help in the kitchen, you, you know, where they do both. It's not like a traditional, I don't know. No, I I know what you're saying. They're because more they have creative sides and they have, you know, things that they enjoy and they don't fall into the stereotypical, you know, masculine gender, um, theme that I guess. Right. But even like w when I, when we're talking about friendship, I am attracted to men as friends. I get along with men better. I relate to men better. There's something about men I feel just more comfortable with and can talk to them easier, but it's a certain, it's a certain type of man though. And I guess it's it's a man mm -hmm. who might have qualities that are more like mine, which might be kind of in the middle. Because I don't see myself as a frilly, girly girl either. Um, right. It's hard to talk about this without, without sounding like I'm um, yeah. being stereotypical here. Um, but I'm I'm not frilly. I'm not over emotional. I'm not, um, I don't like being in a gaggle of other women. You know, I'm not, you're not going to see me out at a mall or any of other of those stereotypical ideas of, you know, what women do. 
Um, and I, you know, now I'm not the kind of woman who, you know, enjoys watching the football game or is like all the way over to that side. And I know a lot of women who do. Um, but I, I think I fall right in the middle and I like men who fall mm-hmm. right in the middle. Um, I think I just really like people who know who the mm-hmm. fuck they are. Yeah. That's an attractive quality. And I, that's part of what I was getting at in that piece. And I can't get over how far we've come as a society in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. What kind of reaction did you get to that piece? Uh, you know, I don't... I just published it this no, morning. No, you didn't. So, yeah, I did. You read it yesterday, oh, but I just published oh, I it this morning. Oh, I read the draft. Yeah, you read the draft yesterday. See, I get a sneak peek at what so, Christopher Robin does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it took you four hours to read it. I was outside playing with my camera in the sunshine. Did you get any good pictures? Yeah, I did. I'm getting better at the manual. And I got a few cute pictures of my dogs and my succulents. (laughs) I like that word. It's kind of like succubus. I've always kind of liked that word. Yeah. Well, I don't really like succubus. (laughs) It's weird. That's a weird word. Succubus. Yeah. Especially with the topic we're discussing. Like a lot of people have a, an aversion to the word moist. I don't get that one. I love the word moist. <laughs> the word when I think of moist, I think of cake. Moist cake. And I pick and I picture See? the I, I don't think of I anything else. Like but a commercial cake. where they're cutting the cake and it's like a chocolate cake that looks <laughs> looks really delicious. It's it's so moist yes. that it's drooping. Yeah. Like a good moist yes, brownie. Moist and yummy. Yeah. <laughs> How many more times can we say moist? We're probably <laughs> we're we're off the rails again, but fun, we're whatever. the unfocused writers, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but back to what we were talking about. Um, I I have, like I said, I have friends that I feel like are just really, really stuck on old paradigms, and when you talk about especially when i when i think about my parents generation and how they talk about things and then how they relate to my kids that's when you really look in the mirror because my daughter is she's right down the middle mm-hmm. you know and it's funny how it works out because we didn't find out that she was a girl Until she was born. We didn't want to find out. So we did like unisex everything. That's interesting. We did gender neutral. We did like orange and we did Lion King stuff for her Did you have a feeling of what she was? No. I really had no idea. Maybe, you know, looking back on it, maybe. Or just kind of hoping she was a girl because you had the boy. Oh, wait. No, you didn't have the boy yet. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, she was first, so we didn't know. But we did find out with him because we wanted to know if we could get rid of all of her girl stuff or <laughs> the practical part. Like, or if we were yeah. recycling it all. 
And it's so funny because um, when we took that little break a minute ago and I went outside, I was talking to Bree for a couple minutes because they were out shopping. Riley's got a band concert coming up, her spring concert. And uh, they were looking for something for her to wear. And uh, she found her like some little jumpsuit or something looks cute. And uh, Bree says, what do you think of this? And Briarly goes, well, I don't hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my phrase that I use all the so, time. I used to get made fun of at work because yeah. I would say, mm, I don't hate it. <laughs> and everyone like, yeah. Yeah, would that's laugh at me. It was my my phrase. But Wyatt, on the other hand, if it's like pink, he's like, get that out of my face. <laughs> that's funny. And I mean, we yeah. didn't teach him that. He, I don't know if he just, it's instinctual or what. I don't know. I think Generation X, though, might be the last who are really, truly affected because of our parents' generation. You know, they were still raised with that notion of gender roles. And uh, so we kind of got the remnants of that. But we're raised with other ideas but had other ideas for media and you know who who we were yeah. so i think we're the last truly you know who were touched by that mm-hmm. and today's generation is like and I, I mean they don't care they don't you know they don't have these hang-ups about you know transgender or you know gay and lesbian they, i mean anything they don't look at it they don't even right you know they just see that to me feels like progress that is progress and i can't wait until the younger generations take over our government i know i know when the old white men Mm -hmm. and all the fucking boomers are yeah you know gone and I hate to say that, but I've told, <laughs> I've, I've said that very thing to my father-in-law and to my parents. I was like, the world's going to be a better place when all these fucking boomers are dead. Yeah, <laughs> so true. And I know, and I know that's, that's another ageist stereotype. I get it. But one, I think something that really triggered that piece is and I didn't say I, I write a lot and I've thought a lot in the last couple of years about my recovery. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one thing I've I've come to learn is that the recovery itself has been a whole lot of introspection and really digging in and figuring out why you feel the way you feel. And it's when I realized that my feelings aren't any different than anyone else's. Like everybody has all of the emotions, everyone, but men culturally are only allowed to express like anger or, (laughs) yeah, or whatever. And that bothers me. Yeah. And like you said, I, I know we're getting we're moving past that, but it's still a thing that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when I call you a little wussy man, I'm only kidding, right? <laughs> I know. It, well, see, and it doesn't bother me. That's another thing. 
That's another thing that I, I think is. <laughs> no, no, I, this is going to be important, I think. OK. I, I really think it's important to be comfortable enough with yourself to not give anyone else the power mm-hmm. to offend you. Yeah. Everybody runs around looking for shit to be offended by. Fuck off. If you're pissed off and offended by something, you gave them the power. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. And it makes me crazy. And I'm just like, you're not getting to me. (laughs) Like, I'm just not going to let you offend me. So, but, okay. Back to basics. The title okay. of your essay was Why I Like Women Better Than Men, yeah. unless you changed it. Was that the title? No, I left it that way. That's the title. So let's let's have some clarity here. Why okay. do you like women better than men? I feel more comfortable around women. Because, and this is what I tried to convey in the piece, but... Like I said, it was I had to cut it off at like four or five minutes, whatever. But women, generally speaking, since it's more socially acceptable for them to be, quote unquote, emotional and express their feelings, I relate to them better. I think that's the crux of why I get along with them better and why I'm just more comfortable around them. Whereas, you, you know, for me, a guy... In a, in a group of dudes, it just feels like competition mm. or posturing. Posturing is a good you word. You know, I, I mean, it's just this macho shit. Even if Bro. they don't really intend it, Bro. it's just, it's still there. <laughs> right. Bro. They can't just be themselves. They're like, they're, they're, I don't know, doing dude stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Does that, is that answer your question? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, it does. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I'm more comfortable around women, mm-hmm. but I would be lying. Like I said in the piece, if I didn't also recognize that there was part of my monkey brain that wants to sleep with them all. <laughs> I loved that part. <laughs> it's true. The way you worded it too was brilliant. <laughs> I want to, I think it was something like, I want to have sex with them, all of them, <laughs> something like that. It was brilliant. That's the monkey brain. Yeah. And that's the part of that's the part of me I had to get in touch with when I was learning about my emotions and the recovery and all that. I had to. Yeah. To deny the way you feel about anything is dumb. Yeah. It was so honest. I really loved the piece. When I read it, I was like, yeah, I don't have any any input for him other than just go ahead and publish it. <laughs> yeah. And I could write more on that subject. Yeah. I could probably keep going. But like I said, I've written a few pieces like that in that same vein before, but each time I do it, I've kind of gathered some new information and some new input and it comes out different. Mm-hmm. So I started out the piece by really explaining more of why I like women more than men. But then it kind of veered off in its own little direction. See, like I see men as less chatty um, with no, you know, 
for the sake of being chatty. And I think they're funnier with, you know, no inhibitions. And I think that Hmm. they are um, more down to earth without having to put on any kind of pretense or, you know, show. I think women are competitive in my in my opinion, but I'm well, a see, woman, you know, Com- women are competitive. This makes with each me other. wonder, not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but this really makes me wonder if within our own genders, we see things differently, mm-hmm. which I is why so. you feel more comfortable around men and I feel more comfortable around women. Mm-hmm. Because you, you and I are kind of saying the same things about our own gender. I mean, I constantly feel judged by other women and with other men, I don't with men. I don't. Okay. So here's a good question. Is that, is that just something we're cooking up in our own heads or is it a thing? That's a really good question. I'd be interested to hear other psychologist. Yeah, we do need a psychologist. Where's your friend? I don't know. She's in South Africa. I got to get her on the horn. (laughs) That would be an interesting topic, though. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, where does it come from? Because when I'm around a bunch of guys, even if they don't say anything overtly mass, you know, macho or competitive Mm -hmm. or whatever, I feel it. Yeah, me too. I feel that competition. I feel very insane. If if I'm in a room with a bunch of other women, say it's a party or something and the women are here and the men are there or whatever, I feel very insecure and I withdraw into myself. Hmm. Where if I'm in the room with mixed people or with the men, I can be more open and gregarious. Hmm. But with just women, I'm like you know, shy and kind of withdraw. As I get older and more comfortable in my own skin, I'm finding that I don't really want to talk to anyone, (laughs) (laughs) men or women. Yeah. Only because I really don't like small talk. Yeah. I I just think it's a waste of time. It is. Small talk is dumb. It's that I think that's the chit chat you're talking about. Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah, I just hate it's it. Chattiness like I can, for the sake of nothing. It's, oh, just talking about garbage. It's just a waste of my breath. People chatting about the weather and or asking you, know, you questions they, that they really don't care about. <laughs> just, they, right. What do you do for a living? I don't fucking care. I don't even care what I do for a living. Yeah. Don't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Ask me my questions about it. my kids. Yeah, don't. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You don't <laughs> really care. Yeah. You're not even listening. Yeah. Like, unless you want to really get to know me or or that's your intention, maybe, then we can have a talk. But if you're just wasting time making small talk, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got a meme from a friend once that said something like, um... Something like I can check the weather on my phone and I can get the score of the game on my phone. That that doesn't help me get to know you like I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know what bullshit keeps you up at night, what you worry about, 
you know why you get out of bed every day how i used to make friends with women the women i would connect with and this is like something i need to think about used to be <laughs> you might know it's coming used to be i'd find the drinkers and we'd be like yeah, let's go get some wine. Let's go get something to drink yes. together. And we would go and we'd be the ones hanging out and laughing and kind of making fun of everybody and and, and chugging the drinks. And well, now that I'm not a, a drinker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I know. Know how to make friends that's, with women. <laughs> that's that is really that's a thing. Mm hmm. That's a thing that addicts go through when they're in recovery. Like, okay, how do you make friends now? Yeah. Because that was that was the jumping off point. That was the diving board to new friendships and mm -hmm. new relationships. Because even if you didn't knew anything else about them, you could find out what kind of wine they liked or what they liked to drink or the kind of – We should you know, go for a drink sometime. Yeah. I mean that yes. was the opening line to yep. trying to make a new friend. Right. And a lot of the times it worked. Yeah. Because you had the drinking in common. <laughs> yes. And then when you had a drink then, in you, you could talk about anything. You opened you up about use that all as a sorts of shit as you're in yep. your life, you know? But now, since you don't have that, mm -hmm. it's it's a lot harder. You know what? It's difficult as an adult to make new mm -hmm. friends it's really, really difficult. Meaningful friends. Yeah. My sister and brother-in-law just moved. Uh, they didn't just move. They've been up north for maybe three years, almost three years. And, uh, you know, they have they have kids same age as mine, maybe a year, year older or whatever. But they've had a hard time making friends because you just don't. You don't make friends as an adult like you do when you're kids. Mm -hmm. First off, as an adult, you're not going to make a lifelong friend. Yeah. So it's hard. And then you take drinking off the table. <laughs> you know, but my sister hasn't done that. They they'll, they still make a lot of friends with other parents because they go out, you know, and get drinks after the yeah. Dance or concert or whatever. They do that with the parents. Part of the, the struggle of recovery is being able to do that shit without drinking. Mm. And I used to be able to say I couldn't handle the other parents without. Yeah. You know, I'd bring my I'd bring my <laughs> my traveler with, you know, wine to like the carnivals and. Yeah. Halloween things. And, yeah. you know, it's the only way I felt I could socialize. I know. I know exactly what you mean, because I used to I used to panic when I had to go someplace without a six pack. Mm. And I always liked craft beer, so I always had a whole fridge full of yeah. fancy craft beers and some of them. Belgians that were mm. 12 or 15 percent alcohol so one or two of those um you know yeah I'm sailing and those are the best on like hot summer days I still I still think about it all the time <laughs> I wouldn't go back though no I know you know I I don't I just really don't think I would go back 
But I do think about that all the time, mm-hmm. sitting on the deck in the sun with a mm-hmm. nice cold beer or something. But that's the romantic notion of it. Yes. Yes. What you never think about is how shitty you're going to feel, how how big a piece of shit you're going to feel later that night or the next morning or in the middle of the night when you're waking up with anxiety. Yeah. We just have this romantic notion of what it's like to have that beer in the sun. Yep. So. How did we get on that? Oh, because I said that was making how I used to make friends and now it's yeah. gone <laughs> because I'm I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. But I really do think generally speaking as an adult it's very hard to make friends. Mhm. My the guys I go camping with every year, my friend Paul and his wife moved down to South Carolina 7 years ago, I think. Um and he said that to me because we've we've been friends since we were 10. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, it's it's really difficult to get to know people like I know you guys. And I said, well, you're not going to. Yeah, you can't. You can't know somebody for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. Wow. So any more thoughts, my friend? I do want to ask you about something that's off topic. Okay. So you wrote another essay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, about your Amazon <laughs> wish list. Oh, God. And uh, you had some pretty colorful things on your wish list. I did. I put sex toys on there. You did. And um, I heard a rumor that you received some things in the mail. So I want to hear about this. Well, yeah. So so do tell. (laughs) (laughs) This this is this goes in the same. In the same vein as me getting more comfortable in my own skin. And as I work this recovery process, I'm really. I'm just not afraid of anything because honestly, what's the worst that's going to happen? You get a sex you know, toy in the mail. <laughs> I get sex toys in the mail. So I kind of wrote it as a tongue in cheek kind of joke. Mm-hmm. But then after I wrote it, I was like, maybe I'll just make a funny Amazon wish list and just see what happens because I did. I wanted to back it up. You know what I mean? I didn't want that to be like clickbaity. You knew what was going to happen. Bullshit. Yeah. I, maybe I did. <laughs> maybe it was I like did. a test. Okay, so then. So hey, so I got I got sex toys in the mail this morning. <laughs> Which one? And then after I did, were they I the got up plugs? The yeah, the whole kit. <laughs> yeah. it was, did you do that? No. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it though. It was the whole was kit. There's anything, all kinds of toys in there. Yeah, if it was anything, I was gonna get the butt plug um, kit. So how did you explain this? I think Brie? there was a there was a thing in there. There was a thing in there. It said like from from a random sick bastard or something like that. Like so, whoever sent it signed it random sick fuck or something along those lines. I I think I know it. who it was. Who? I think it might have been Ginger Cook. 
Mm. She's written stories about sex toys and stuff before. Did you ever read her story about where she was using her vibrator and the UPS guy showed up and she went and answered the door with her vibrator in her hand? No. <laughs> oh, it's fucking hilarious. So, you know, you got to write a follow so anyway, up story. Well, now I have to write a follow up, but this is important okay. because it actually came to fruition. I got scared that these things are going to keep showing up. So I took the sex toys off of the wish list. <laughs> You chicken. I know. Leave them on there. That was part of the funniest thing about that. I know, but what am I going to do if a dozen dildos show up here? <laughs> you got to put them back on. So what did you say to Bree? Did you tell her? I didn't tell her yet. The kids have been here since since they showed up. She didn't up. wonder what you got? Well, she wasn't here. Where'd you put them? Are they she with wasn't you here and she came home and the kids were here. What's that? Are they are they with you in the shed? No, they're down in the garage. <laughs> God. I mean, this isn't our first our first experience with with play things, so it doesn't matter. No, I know you've told me that before, but <laughs> not that we here, talk about our intimate. That <laughs> right. sounds bad, but but I I think she's gonna be like. Who the fuck sent you sex toys right. from the internet? Right. <laughs> You're going to have to explain you wrote And it. I'm going to have to explain this whole story. You are. You are. <laughs> um, I think you're a chicken, though, for taking them off the list. I know. I just... I Maybe part of me thought it, that somebody might actually buy them, but <laughs> I swear I thought it was you for a minute. I, I was tempted. I didn't want to get you in trouble with Bree, though. <laughs> Can you imagine if I sent you <laughs> sex toys? That would not, I don't think it would matter. That would not have a good look. Um, <laughs> although that, that clear dildo <laughs> is tempting. That one was funny. Yeah. I told you, like, now, I'm, and I, I think maybe Amazon tweaked their algorithm. So if you're shopping for stuff like that, it doesn't really use them for recommendations. Oh, it doesn't? I don't know. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Oh, God. Is it like in the bottom where um, it says your recent history? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, God. I put like <laughs> plastic sheets and shit on that list just I for saw, fun. I was going to ask you what the pla <laughs> clothesline. <laughs> um, but I got some interesting comments on that piece because people were like, oh, you know what? You don't want to use like regular rope you got to use jute <laughs> jute rope for like tying people up and stuff and i'm like jesus christ no i don't i don't see any any uh weird stuff on my recommendations i'm telling you i think they must they must filter that stuff i dare you to put them back on come on you've got to see just how many you get out of this <laughs> I might put one or two back on. Yeah, you're blushing. You you have to. You wrote the piece, and that was like the whole thing. That was the funniest I part of it. I did write the piece. That was the funniest part of it that like people. But you love. know what? It made 
it made me realize that like it's great if people want to send me that stuff, but send me the other stuff too. Like send me that new watercolor paper and that new pen that I really want. <laughs> See, actually, if I was going to send you something, I was going to send you something nice. See, that's nice. Yeah. And I I was going to I wasn't going to send pack. you a, se a sex toy. I was going to send you something nice. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I didn't know any of that was going to happen. I th I maybe I suspected it would, but I was just kind of having some You're fun. You're gonna have to explain it to her though. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially if okay. you, you yeah, need because... to put it back on the stuff back on. You need to just explain to her what <laughs> what this is about, <laughs> and you know the possibility that more might come. Yeah. And then just test it, see if anybody else sends you stuff. It'll be and funny. then it'll be funny for a follow-up piece. I'll just. <laughs> I got dildos I'll in just the mail carry from a the bag internet. Of dildos into her into the bedroom. <laughs> Bree, I got a bunch of presents. <laughs> Here's your bag of dicks. <laughs> All right, this one's definitely marked. Here, honey. Oh, <laughs> uh, aren't they all? Yeah, well, only because we swear she, here. She and could, there. you know what? Honestly, she could use a good pick me up. Maybe she'll like a a, a good rubber dildo because she's uh, she's she's training for this marathon. She's gonna be pissed if she hears this. And. uh her knee's hurting. Her knee's messed up. She's not sure she's going to be able to do the race. <laughs> oh, and she's been training for a she's while. Pretty, she's been training for a while and she's already done like three or four of these. This is, it's not new. That sucks. But it's the first time that she's really started to have some limitations. Oh, I laughed at the pussy pocket too. That was pretty funny. Oh, I, well, I didn't want to discriminate. <laughs> Sorry, you know, mom. I wanted some stuff too. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's happening? It's Chris, not me. He's the dirty one. Mom. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one. I'm, I'm not dirty. You know what? That's why I wrote that fucking piece because everyone's thinking it. They just won't do it. <laughs> Our pad had the stones to put books on there. I'm putting pocket pussies on mine. <laughs> Wait, Arped did this too? No, he did. Well, that's where I got the idea. He told me this months ago. He put his Amazon wish list. Did you not read the piece? Did you, were you just distracted by the Amazon wish list? I was distracted by the Amazon <laughs> wish list. No, I read the piece, but I, I guess I skipped the part about Arped. All right. Sorry, Arped. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he. He started because um, must have been a couple of years ago. I read one of his pieces and I commented on it and he said something about it. he put the Amazon wish list at the bottom and people will actually buy him books and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. He said he's gotten half a dozen <laughs> books or something this year. Holy fuck. I know. And I said, if somebody buys me a book, that's better than reading my fucking article. <laughs> you know, I don't make any money from these stories. Yeah. Oh but if you gosh. if somebody buys me a book for like nine dollars, that's awesome. 
So I I took it one step further, and I just said, okay, funny. so if, just to be funny, I said, okay, so if our pad can get books, and we know sexy stories and all that stuff sell, <laughs> people love stories about sex and affairs and dildos or, or whatever. So let's just bridge the gap, shall we? Oh my god! So. That's how it that's how it all got started. And if, that was the first time in a while, actually, that I was like, I don't know if I should publish this piece. <laughs> it was but I did. so good. <laughs> did you get a big response on that one? No, I don't get big responses, but I did get sex toys in the mail. So sweet. <laughs> Seriously, I've I've never had a big article. Come on. No. What's your biggest nope. one, Ben? I've never made more than like 20 bucks on an article. I don't believe you. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Yep. My most viewed piece was all external views because I wrote about Kristen Stark playing Jeopardy. <laughs> and I think it's because I used the word Jeopardy, Jeopardy. in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I got like 91,000 views on that one or something, but they were all, all I didn't external. make any money on it. Yeah. I think I made 20 bucks on it. That sucks. The dildos piece, it did all right. I've had like <laughs> not that many views. I'm looking at them now. Really? I'm done talking about this. Okay. Sorry. We need to move on with life. Okay. Moving on up. What else? <laughs> We don't know where to go from here. No, <laughs> don't. Ooh, did you see those new inks I got, though? Yes, I love the zucchini. It's a cool color. Yeah. What else? Now I got to look at them. Um, gonna have oh, a that lot gold of stuff is pretty nice, notes too. If we air this one. The papaya. The papyrus. Papyrus, yeah. Weathered papyrus was a cool color. Yeah, that is. That's why I got those. I I've got enough freaking blues. I'm and, so over the blues. I I can't stand yep. the blues right now. I'm like over them, and it's all I have. That's what happens. <clears throat> and I'm over the purples too. All I have are blues and purples. Yeah, they're fun for a while, but they're kind of boring. And what happened to me was, I decided that I wanted some lighter colors, some paler colors. Mm -hmm. It would be fun. You could see the properties differently. Yeah. So this pen company that I got from, they're like, it's like two guys in a basement. Really? They're here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cool. The Birmingham Pen Company. Birmingham Pen Company, huh? Do you like them better than Goulet? Oh, I don't know. They just they just kind of make some inks and they hand make pens. Oh, Birmingham Pen Company. I don't know why I just said that. And by the way, if you want to read <laughs> Chris's pieces, we'll put the links up on our show notes at uh, I'll just, our episode page yeah. at theunfocusedwriter.com. Wait a minute. All right. What have you written lately? I get to grill you for a minute. No, nothing important. You've been grilling me all day long. <laughs> I like grilling you, though. All right. Hold on. Oh, brother. Nothing good. 
Nothing. You had a you had an off week last week. I did. I don't think I put up anything last week. Mm. Maybe the week before. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't. What's the last piece I published? I don't know. I'm looking right now. Oh, you did the you did the story at Song Stories like ten days ago. What one was that? The you lost your boyfriend over cooking wine. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, it was a good story. Yeah. Yeah. But I read it very long ago. You read it very long ago. Yeah, it was yeah. so sad when he passed away. He had diabetes, and uh, yeah, they he just passed away um, one night in his sleep. That's sad. At like you know, how old was he? Oh, couldn't have been that old. No, he was forty something. I don't know how long yeah. ago it was. Now like forty five, maybe. Yeah, it was sad. And then- I love stories about – I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, no. but I love this story because I love reflections on people that have come and gone in our lives. Mm-hmm. I just think they're beautiful. Yeah, he was a because special Because we, we talk about these – right. We talk about these lifelong friends. Not everyone is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have these people that can only be in our lives for a little while, but mm-hmm. they make a huge impact. Yeah, we and we um friended each other on Facebook. And you know, he was the kind of person who if I saw again, I hadn't I haven't seen him since college years, but um um he he was the kind of person I could probably, you know, talk to just like it was yesterday, you know. Yeah. And he was the one I wrote about during, you know, in my series about running away to um, Chicago and Los Angeles on my way to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. That um, when I stopped at home for a month be- between Chicago and L.A., going to L.A., and I was really depressed, my mom called him. I think I wrote about this. Um, my mom called him to come and take me out because I was just in such a bad place. And, uh, he came and took me out, um, to karaoke and I, (laughs) karaoke, I sang, um, I want your sex. And (laughs) I think a Linda Ronstadt song. I don't remember now, but yeah. So he took me out to karaoke and we had some beers and yeah, he took me out to cheer me up, but did it work? Yeah, it was a fun night. It was a fun night. But, uh, yeah, he was a really cool guy. You know, he was into music that nobody was into, you know, all the uh, alternative stuff. And he was ducky for sure. Yeah. He wore his long trench coats. and. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. Yep. So yeah. That's what that piece was about. I lost him because I drank too much cooking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Not 
not just cooking wine, any kind of wine. I was, yeah, I was, uh, in a very depressed place, uh, late in high school. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, uh, I didn't have very good habits. I was taking, you know, headache pills, codeine and, um, drinking a lot. But nobody knew, right? No, I hid it. Mm -hmm. I hid it. And I hid my drinking mostly as well, but he knew about it. Really? Mm -hmm. It was, it was hard to hide things from him. He was very smart. Oh, so he didn't know because you told him he, well, he was also like my best, you know, one of my best friends at the time. So, um, you know, when I was with him, I would drink and I don't know if he knew about the pills, but he knew I was not in a right place. I think his dad uh, drank too much. So that's one of the reasons mm. why he couldn't deal with it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And he was the one, he was like, he chased me. He was like head over heels with me. And, uh, so for him to break up with me, it was, it was pretty bad. Oh, high school. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I think I've said this a couple times too, that if your high school days are, you know, the time of your life, you've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that all the time about all the memoirs. Mm -hmm. And I think about this regarding my kids too, because it's easy to look at their childhood those early years, especially those ones that I was drinking a lot, mm -hmm. like when they were two and three and five and six. And there were some rough times in there. Yeah. And I think it was just after my 40th birthday party, I was really hung over the next day and I was upset. I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, stop acting like your best days are behind you. Mm. He said, you have a whole life in front of you. Wow. You know, your kids are going to grow up and you're going to be there with them. It's a very optimistic outlook on the future. Good advice, though. Well, it's true. I mean, we, we tend to see their their childhood years as the best. Yeah. First off, I don't think they are. Yeah. It's true. These are some deep thoughts for a podcast about dildos. <laughs> they are. We're just like kind of on a roller coaster ride today, aren't we? It's it's been an up and down episode. Mm -hmm. But isn't that life? It is life, and that's what makes us unfocused, Christopher Robin. There's a bee. There's Ew. a bee trying to get me. I hate bees. I'm afraid of bees. <sighs> Wait, those are different glasses. Mm -hmm. You have different glasses too. I got two pair. <laughs> I got two pair when I got when I got the blue ones. I like those. The blue ones. You should see them during the like 
when they're in the light, it's pretty bright blue. Wow. That's a, it was a bold statement for me. I hate my glasses that I got, my reading glasses, computer glasses. Why? They are way too big on my face. So they, I look like Jeffrey Dahmer in them. Do you have them? They're in the other room. God damn so it. So I'll, I'll show them to you next time. Oh, you got serial killer glasses. Yes, they're serial killer glasses and they're too heavy. So they keep falling down. <laughs> my face at some point once i have a job i'm gonna have to get some different ones because they they look awful and they feel awful (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're serial killer glasses for sure they looked different on the shelf but they're a big fat nope did you not try them on I did, but it was raining and I was in a rush and the guy was like, oh yeah, those are on sale. And I was like, okay, I'll get them. And it, yeah, he was all, there's a reason they were on sale. He was also like, you need to make sure to get them big. They have to be, have a big space because they're bifocal. Oh yeah. So, oh, I was like, okay, these have a big space and you know, these look all right. I kind of wanted like a chunky look. <laughs> chunky look not serial killer look no they're not cute grandma glasses like this (laughs) yeah those are cute which i could still wear with my contacts but yeah what do you think have we had enough fun i think we've had i think i have stuff i can edit up here yeah do this is probably going to go out this week huh <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just hate how long the cheering is. It lasts for 36 seconds. <laughs> that's a long It's a long, that's a long cheering. time. I'm going to have to find a different cheer that's and upload it that's, you know. We need like 6 seconds of applause. Yeah. Yeah. There's another clapping here. here let me see how long this is. All right. Let's try this one. Nine seconds. I like that's the cheering, more, though. That's a more, it's a more intimate audience. It's more like our nine fans. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's like, you know, seven people in a room. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little late. <laughs> All right, so... Why don't we say goodbye and uh, okay. see what we've got? So it was awesome talking to you today. I loved the roller coaster ride. Yeah, me too. All right. I think it was pretty much us. <laughs> it was. Enjoy your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Unfocused Writer. For show notes and extras, visit theunfocusedwriter.com. Production and post-production provided by the Tranquil Tavern. Until next time, stay focused.